Today's program was brought to you by Copper and Kings, pure copper pot distilled American brandy aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. For more information, visit copperandkings.com. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Good evening and welcome to Ferment About It it. on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm Mary Izette. And I'm Chris Kuzmi. And And I'm Rachel Jacobs. And we're your (laughs) co-hosts through this weekly journey of all things fermented. Archived on Stitcher, iTunes, and right here on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. This is our 150th episode and we are so thankful to be here. It has been a long and fun journey. And uh, one of the fun things about this journey is all the people we meet and all the things that we get to celebrate and the things that are going on around us. And here's Mary. Oh, with the announcements. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for those of you in New York City or visiting New York City, New York City Beer Week is coming up. So it launches a week from Friday. That's right. February the 19th. Was that 19th? The 19th. Yes. So I'm only going to cover the homebrew related events um, that aren't sold out. So first is a an event that Chris is actually co-producing, hosting um, with Josh Bernstein and Tyson Ho called Winter's Grind at Arrogant Swine Part 2. So this is going to be February 27th. So we're going not in chronological order about how they appear, but no. first in which one. Okay, yeah. we'll get gotcha. I'm going I'm like, in, in computer tab order. Gotcha. Okay, do it. <laughs> um, anyway, tickets are $45. It's going to be all you can eat and all you can drink. Um, it's a mix of home brewers like me. Uh, I'll have a couple beverages there, probably some tea-based beverages because that's what I've been tinkering with a lot lately, um, as well as commercial beers and then a whole bunch of sausages. That's Delicious right. sausages. We're very excited about it. Um, so if you want information on that, you can go to Joshua M. Bernstein. That's Joshua M. Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N.com, and find all the more information as well as uh, links to tickets. The second is called Ignite Brooklyn. That's going to be happen at Greenpoint Beer and Ale Works, formerly known as Dirk the Norseman. Same place, same everything, just they went to the... Consolidated their yes. name to one. To just the brewery name. Um, so they're going to host something, I believe it starts at 1. Yep. And um, that's going to, again, be commercial brewers and as well as home brewers. And they are actually still taking signups for home brewers. So I think 12 of us has, have signed up already. And if you want more information about that, feel free to shoot us an email at fomentaboutit at gmail.com. And the theme of this one is, is uh, with all the pro brewers, they are people who are kind of have come out of the local homebrew clubs uh, and, and are, are spawned from New York City's uh, burgeoning homebrew scene, which we're excited about. And then Brewpiphany, you can talk about. Ah, Brewpiphany, we talked about it a moment uh, a while ago. Uh, we gave away a bunch of work to a bunch of uh, local homebrewers, and on February 23rd, we're going to celebrate the results of their fermentations uh, at Calso Brewing Company. The link, ticket link will go up, uh, if not uh, late tonight, by end of business day tomorrow on Eventbrite, but it's called Brewpiphany, B-R-E-W-P-I. P-H-A-N-Y. And uh, stay tuned for more news about that. It's going to be $25, three hours, 7 to 10 on February 23rd. And uh, that's all I can say right now. Perfect. And Dave, 
who's our guest. Hi. Hey, you might Welcome remember back. Dave Craig <laughs> from episode 100. On so you have an event, so go ahead and... Uh, yeah, and it's a, it's a Beer Week event, and on the 25th, uh, we'll, be, we'll be presenting uh, sort of a pre-release of two new breweries and my new distillery. Uh, so the event's called Knock Three Times. It's going to be over at Industry City Distillery. Uh, and 25, uh, 20 bucks, actually. 20 bucks gets you all you can drink of the brand new lineup, distil- uh, lineup brewing and uh, Wartega brewing and Arcane Distilling. And uh, we're kind of like a little nano co-op. Uh, we're all you know, beer-related. We all met through the Bruminaries, which is one of the clubs. And uh, you can, you can uh, check them both out at Lineup Brewing and uh, Wartega Brewing. And uh, buy tickets on our, uh, on our Facebook page. Which is? Uh, you can find it on Lineup's uh, Facebook page, actually. Okay, cool. Facebook.com slash Lineup? I think so. Probably. Or you can get it at uh, Lineup Distilling. Uh, sorry, Arcane, Arcane Distilling. Arcane <laughs> yes. three, three, three different groups, <laughs> one, one place. Yeah, it's, it's Lineup Brewing, one word. There you go. Or Arcane Distilling. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, since you're here, now we'd like to introduce our guest today. <laughs> so, Dave, thanks for joining us again, and we're uh, really excited about what has transpired in the last uh, 50 episodes, yeah. and where you where you were and where you are now. Let's recap just a little bit about who you are and where you are. And, and well, I think it's funny that I show up only every 50 episodes, yeah, so <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what I do on episode 200. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Me too. So I, I guess uh, last time I was on, I talked about the uh, yeast husbandry that I've been working on, mm-hmm. uh, the encapsulated yeast system that I built, um, and the immobilized yeast reactors that we use to make vodka with over at Industry City Distillery. And, um, you know, I went to that pretty good. They're still in operation. That's how we make our booze. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at the time, really, that was my focus. Have you learned a, a bunch since then, or what episode? about yeast husbandry? Well, yeah, yeah, about yeast husbandry. I mean, there's so Maybe, much. Any divorces? Any <laughs> divorces from the? Uh... Um, I mean, yeast are fickle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but um, there's been a number of different uh, other projects that I've been wanting to get into, and it took a long time to sort of stabilize Industry City so that I can start getting back to what I was really interested in personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, I've, I've been working on this particular project for, uh, I couldn't believe it, but I went to go renew my website address. So it's been over a year. Uh, you know, that's a good, it's a good little marker. Uh, so the new project's called Arcane Distilling. And uh, it came about because I wanted to focus um, more on very unusual methods of distillation. So Industry City was all about uh, efficiency and high-quality product and making an actually urban, sustainable uh, distillery in New York City. So when I say sustainable, I mean, like, it actually is practical, not just that it has, like, a trademark S on it. Right. Um, And, you know, that's done. We did it. Like, we have the most energy-efficient, smallest footprint, uh, the whole bit. So coming from there, I wanted to focus on, on specifically on flavors, on qualities, and that really drove me in an entirely different direction. Uh, you can't well, let's have talk one about or the what, other. What are the, yeah, what are the industry city products? Um, that? 
So I mean, we 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 make a a very unusual vodka uh, and a and a super unusual product called Technical Reserve, which was which was much more of my sort of personal project, uh, or something that not so much my personal project, but something I was very interested in. Uh, it's an azotropic ethanol. Um, it's awesome. It's used for making all kinds of products. Uh, from from, I mean, they use it over at Booker and Dax. That's like their, you know, secret weapon to making all of those those awesome concoctions, like infusions and stuff. Uh, yeah, but I mean, so what you, is azotropic? Azotropic. Azotropic. Uh, so azotropic means that it can't. Uh, it's ethanol that's no longer able to be distilled by simple distillation. Okay. So it's, so it's, uh, it's full octane. Uh, well, I mean, octane's a different chemical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as as, it, as the saying. Yeah. The well, what's really <laughs> funny is that when you talk about technical reserve, people are like, "Oh my god, it's going to make me blind. It's going to kill me." It's like, no, it's going to do the exact opposite. Uh, we're talking about ethanol, not alcohol, because it's clean it's it's as clean as it can get like it cannot be any cleaner uh which is why it's such a it's a you know a little bit of a mind fuck for people but once they get past that whole like oh i could just add water to it oh Oh, okay yeah Uh, or anything else yeah uh, it becomes an amazing tool and it has become an amazing tool um and it's sort of that idea that drove me to this new product new project not product uh, so arcane is all about um, kind of the weird, the unusual, and uh, really the entire thing is is centered around vacuum distillation. So uh, vacuum distillation one hundred and one. Okay, here you go. Vacuum distillation one hundred and one. Um, and how it differs. Yeah. yeah. So so you you hear, I mean, distilling's had a huge boom, mm-hmm. uh, and and there's a lot of people that. Uh, the method of distillation that they chose was called simple distillation. Uh, you heat up a liquid at atmosphere, uh, at normal pressure, and um, it, it boils off different chemicals, and then you turn that vapor back into liquid. Simple distillation. That's um, usually like what people talk about, like heads and tails. Like that's sure. very typical simple distillation. You're kind of getting rid of the beginning and the end and keeping the middle. Oh, no, I'm talking about just purely the physics of it. Okay. Uh, simple distillation is, is... Even more basic than it. Yeah, okay. well, I mean, heads, hearts, and tails is sort of a... Um, it, it's, it's a type of... It's a, it's a form of speak that developed. Uh, it's not really a science, uh, per se, of, of distilling. It just sort of like... Well, this stuff came off first. We're going to call it the heads, and this stuff came <laughs> off second. We're going to call it the hearts. It's kind of uh, like when people were bootlegging and had no labs and just yeah, of yeah. Went like with. you'll you'll see YouTube videos of like if you shake it hard, <laughs> you know the little bubbles, the little yeah, no, none of that. <laughs> uh, simple distillation is is a is a actual term. Um, so uh, vacuum distillation uh, isn't that different, honestly. But all kinds of crazy shit happens physically when you reduce pressure. So you could you could think of um, like right now we're we're at standard atmospheric pressure, uh, which which is I guess a little hard to imagine. So uh, what I like to have people envision is uh, there's an old unit of measure called inches of mercury, and uh, you can imagine that right now we're at zero inches of mercury. Um, and if I applied a vacuum and I had a pan of mercury in a glass tube and I applied a vacuum to that glass tube, 
the strength of the vacuum can be measured in the, in the height that the mercury is pulled up the tube. So it's, it's, the, it's the polar opposite of pressure. Um, and there's all kinds of units of measure, um, like tor. Tor is literally millimeters of mercury. Um, and uh, then you have things like millibars and stuff like that. But it, for terms of, of explaining to people what vacuum is, I like to use inches of mercury because we're, we're, we're familiar with inches. I prefer millimeters, but America, inches, <laughs> yay. Um, and uh, like, mercury is heavy. Like, it, it's a pretty heavy substance. Uh, so the amount of, f- of, of force that it takes to suck up, uh, you think of, it like the, think of it like a metallic milkshake. And you, you've, you've, you've tried to drink a milkshake through, like, a standard-sized straw before, and you know how hard that is. Or, like, mm-hmm. drinking bubble tea through a standard-sized straw. Well, that's more like it got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's because humans, human lungs are not very powerful. Yeah. Like, we're not very... We weren't built to, to really provide that much pressure or that much vacuum. You can actually injure yourself trying to do either. Um, so what's interesting is when you apply vacuum to liquids... Uh, their boiling points change. So by, by removing oh, yeah. air pressure, the vapor pressure reduces... Uh, not air pressure. Uh, the vapor pressure of the liquid reduces, and they boil at substantially lower temperatures. And um, what's... The goal here is to preserve all the flavor and smell of a delicate compound. And it's it's like... Imagine an herb that you just picked in your garden and you smack it and you smell it um, versus an herb that you just picked in your garden and you threw it in a pot of boiling water and then you smell it. Uh, They're night and day. Yeah. Night and day. And then if you take delicate compounds like beer, um, and I was a a beer drinker before I was ever a distiller, Uh, but if you take a a delicate compound like beer, um, I mean... We've all had that, you know, attempt at trying to cook with an IPA. That doesn't work. That just doesn't work. Uh, because you've isomerized the hops. You've, you've basically driven off any of those delicious, volatile f- flavors, and you've, you've isomerized the remaining alpha acids. Um, so you can't actually make delicate flavors using simple distillation. You can't use a pot still. It just doesn't work that way. Because um, it basically boils all the aromatics. Well, not just it boils the aromatics. I mean, you can use vapor distillation. Like that's that's an that's an old school technique, um, and it's still used in gin. But you're still you're raising the temperature of these liquids, and especially things like uh, essential oils, and they're going to change. You're ultimately right. changing the compounds. Yeah. Yeah. You're either driving them off or, yeah. or changing the right. compounds themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's it, it becomes sort of this game of. How low can you go? And that was the question I was bring up. How how substantially lower than the typical two two hundred twelve two degrees Fahrenheit that we think of as boiling? Can, can you still be distilled? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are in America. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so what's interesting is that uh, most and vacuum distillation exists in 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 commercial distilling. Like it's very efficient. It's very effective but not so much in what's called the medium vacuum scale. 
So uh, if we are to go back to, to inches of mercury, um, low vacuum, which is very easy to achieve, uh, is, is between about 0 and 28 inches of mercury. That's low vacuum. Uh, and to just, to just illustrate that, at 28 inches of mercury vacuum, you're boiling water, and I'm thinking Fahrenheit. Hold on a second. Uh, about, about 86 about 86 degrees, wow. 90, 86, 90 degrees Fahrenheit, you're boiling water. Um, instead of 212. Lower. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Instead of 212. Uh, my, my goal for this project, though, was to go lower. I wanted it substantially lower. I wanted it to be like a warm day. Right. Uh, you know, your beer doesn't change that much on a warm day. Um, so I ran into this, this technological problem that that's very expensive. It's easy to achieve low vacuum. Uh, it's hard to achieve what's called medium vacuum. I might even talk about high vacuum, uh, ultra high vacuum, and then there's absolute vacuum. We're not even going to go there. <laughs> um, but that one difference of inch, like from one inch to the next, uh, that's an entirely different range of, of materials. That's an entirely different range of, of, uh, of, of technological prowess. And that's, that's, that's why I haven't been here. Like we started talking about this like a year ago, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It's, you know, it's, we tasted some early batches. Yeah, yeah, probably, and that yeah. was that was low vacuum. Yeah, and that was all low vacuum. Um, so I brought a couple samples here today awesome. of the new uh, batch. And um, what are we going to start with? Because we're actually going to take a break. So okay. Dave's going to so, pour us some of this over it. the break. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're actually going to start with an American Pale Ale that was made by Robert Sherrill. Uh, Robert actually has a has a podcast, Brew to Share. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Which we've both been on. Oh, there you go. Well, <laughs> so he made me an American pale ale, and uh, it was then dry hopped with a single ounce of Amarillo. Awesome. Nice. In five gallons, so not much. Right. Yeah. And on that, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. For men about Hey, what's up? This is Jack Inslee, the executive producer of Heritage Radio Network, also the host of Full Service Radio. And I want to talk to you about brandy. Uh, I was lucky enough to visit Louisville, and we all know Kentucky is whiskey territory. However, the best thing I had to drink was brandy. I got to visit Copper and King's Distillery, and they make pure copper pot distilled American brandy aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels, matured with rock and roll. That's right. 
sonic aging. They're playing music to the barrels. The stuff is double distilled, non-chill filtered, unadulterated by bois, sugar, or caramel color. And this stuff is feisty, rambunctious, with a long, smooth finish. The stuff isn't made exactly in the style of an international brandy or a cognac. It's more along the lines of an American whiskey. I can really be honest here and tell you, I'm not just reading you an ad, I'm giving you a tip. American brandy, you're not seeing it everywhere. Copper and Kings is doing it incredibly well, and they're cool people. The distillery is full of incredible art. Like I said, they're playing rock and roll to the barrels. So again, Copper and Kings, pure copper, pot distilled, American brandy, aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. That's copperandkings.com. Drink it neat, put it in a cocktail, sub it for your brown spirits, experiment, have fun, get funky. This stuff is awesome. Welcome back to Foment About It on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. This is episode 150. We're here with Dave Krako of Arcane Distilling, and we are really fucking excited to have you here. <laughs> and uh, this, you just poured us uh, uh, Robert Sherrill's Pale Ale, yeah. uh, dry hopped with Amarillo, distilled, yeah. and, and that Amarillo and the hop character. And it was only dry hopped with an ounce of Amarillo, an ounce Amarillo in five ounce. gallons. 28, 28 this, grams. So this is like smelling a very fresh pale ale, basically. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. He, so you diluted this a little bit. You poured us right, a teeny I, bit and I, then diluted I, uh, it to bring out... Right. I, I mean, I, I always distill my uh, my products to between like 42 and 47% alcohol. The higher the alcohol content, the longer they last. Uh, you also notice that all the all the products are in brown bottles. Uh, believe it or not, they skunk. Yeah. Well, there's... Well, because if you're... It's, a, it's. I mean, there's probably yeah. preserving all yeah. those compounds that can scum. Right? Uh, some or of them, some of not them. all of them, not all of them. Just enough, though. Like there was a noticeable change. It was kind of creepy with just vacuum distilling. Yeah. So you were kind enough to uh, welcome the Kelso crew to yeah. your to your place to yeah. to uh, ex- do one of these experiments. Yeah, we played around with it once. That was really really awesome. And you know, we talked earlier in the first half about heads, tails, hearts, and but when we wrote of that. There were, yeah. there were different sections that, and we, that was the old equipment. That was just okay, that tiny so, little baby road. So it changed from that. Oh yeah, it's a huge change. The new system is, uh, um, the new system is a what you would call a pilot system. Uh, it's not big. It's twenty-two liters. It's very small. Um, but pilot system is designed as a sort of a scale up from a prototype, uh, and from there you go to production. So the new system, I, I named it Micro, <laughs> uh, and Micro is is um, what's called a kilo scale chemical reactor slash distillation unit, uh, and I assembled it from all kinds of crazy parts over about eleven months. Uh, so these parts are not cheap and they're not common, and uh, I had to do it all on my own budget. So that's why right. it took so long. Sure. Um, and like I, a lot of the parts I had to make myself and all that good stuff. Uh, but I also I want to talk a little bit about uh, the f- the beer whiskey itself. So so I I um, I started Arcane and the number one thing I want to make was beer whiskey. And there's a couple reasons for that. One, all of my projects I I feel that they need to have sort of a uh, like a core ethos. And um, what I realized, especially as I got back into the homebrewing scene, because I'd been so focused on, on Industry City for a long time, um, is that like, homebrewers are the, one of the best assets that we have in New York City. Like, the amount of creativity we yeah. have here is insane. Like, yeah. the amount of, of just, uh, 
Like the applicants to the Homebrew Alley last year alone, insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to make a whiskey for that. So this is Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf is actually a whiskey program. Uh, you can actually go to arcanedistilling.com and apply, uh, and I will give you grain. You will make a beer. You'll bring it back, and we'll make a whiskey. Uh, and it'll, it's it's legal for sale. This is not like it's not bootleg, not moonshine. Uh, the way it works is that you use New York State grain that I've I've procured. You make the the beer of your choice, uh, and then we distill it into whiskey. And uh, yeah, and I, I opened it up to my brew club, and I've got a whole bunch of people that are that are brewing right now. Uh, and I think I'm just about ready to open it up to other folks too. Um, so I'm really excited. We got a guy doing an imperial saison. We've got some. Uh, we got a smoked porter. Uh, not to say that I won't do commercial beers as well. My commercial, I mean, like Finback and other half, <laughs> you know, right. Kelso. Right. Uh, but uh, um, I'm really excited about the variety to be found in the homebrew scene. Uh, for instance, like I have right here, I have like the ultimate uh, counterpoint to Robert Sherrill's beer, which is uh, Brett Taylor's uh, barrel aged barrel-aged uh sour brown and uh this has no hops and and it was it's a it's a blended sour um how much did i dilute uh, don't dilute this don't one dilute this, this, one? this okay. one's this one's good to go okay what what's the abv on this about 35 okay. that is very oh my very god cool. this smells That's... like an amazing brown sour like yeah yeah, yeah it's it's holy cow so the, the really awesome thing about this is that Brett gave me this because uh, he wasn't happy with it. It had too much of uh, an acetobacter mm-hmm. quality to it. And so I had a theory that if I kept the temperatures low enough, uh, I could actually distill it off of the acetic acid. And it worked. Um, like the, What was left in the boiler was hilarious. This is kind of like is there any wood? Rodenbach in a right. whiskey. It's, yeah. like, it's I pretty, don't, yeah. I mean... It's yeah, a it smells amazing whiskey. and tastes amazing. <laughs> like, so I mean, uh, crazy. it's it's it? it's pretty it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's just if you smell it, it smells oh, so it, like the floral nature of it. So yeah, there's a lot of layers in oh, the yeah. aroma and even and the flavor as well. Oh yeah, and it, it's 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 a it's a very different way of looking at whiskey. People are like, oh, so now you're gonna put it in oak, right? And I'm like, hell no, <laughs> hell no. Like why why would I do that? Like, there's nothing in there to be changed by the oak. Yeah. Like, that chemical process won't occur. Right. Like, I don't have enough volatile acidity. I don't, I don't have any of those phenols. They don't exist. So it's like, it's like when uh, somebody asked me, well, well, you know, don't you have all that bad stuff? The stuff that makes you go blind and all that? I was like, when was the last time you saw somebody spit <laughs> out part of their beer? Because, you know, that part of the beer is going to make them go blind. Right. And it, it, to be fair... Vacuum distillation is incredibly rare uh, in the world of whiskey uh, because it's expensive. It's annoying. It's it's not something you can you know go get yourself a pot still and done make some stuff. So uh, by annoying for the same amount of work, what is the percentage of yield compared to a pot higher, distillation? much higher? Um, because you actually get a bonus effect. Well, that's a bad way of putting it, but you 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 actually have a more efficient distillation process. Uh, under vacuum, but the control mechanisms required 
It's like uh, it's not a matter of like, oh, I'm going to make it boil at this temperature. And what you have to start saying is, I'm going to reduce the the pressure so that it boils at this temperature. Right. Uh, and at that point, you can you can try heating it up as high as you want. It will not boil at a higher temperature. Uh, you're just feeding it more energy, and you create more vapor. Uh, and if you don't actually understand the capabilities of your system, uh, you can actually get into some pretty nasty trouble quickly. Um, so it's it's uh, so why I'm starting with a kilo size prototype uh, pilot system. Eventually, I'd love to build a larger system, but you know, let's see what we do with this one first. So let's talk about because you brought. So how many different whiskeys did you bring? I brought th- I brought three. Okay. I brought three. The other one that I have is a uh, uh, a double IPA from Luke Fraser, who's another brewmanary. Um, and yeah. then let's talk about what beers have worked best. I mean, it sounds like a lot of them work really well. And is there anything that hasn't? Sure. Um, I would say that the, I mean, hop characteristics... This is- with this method. This aroma is amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is a triple I mean, this IPA is like being here. back in, in Yakima Valley in the yeah. hop processing yeah. Well, I guess in the hop extract. Yes. I guess if you think about it, this is like an octuple IPA. Octuple. Because, you know, it's, 40, it's 42, 44.7% alcohol. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's not about the alcohol. And this is another thing that I've been trying to explain to people. It's like you're drinking six sips of beer at the same time. So it's not just the alcohol content, it's all the flavor that comes mm-hmm. with it. And and you that's why I, I got so stuck on the vacuum displacement process. I want all of it. I want all of the flavors. Um, and I want them all preserved. So the lower I can go, the lower the temperature I can go, um, like none of this is isomerized. Right. Like this that's why it smells like a dry hopped beer, because it is. Um or the hop. It's, I'm telling you, it smells exactly like the hop bailing shed at. There you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, at the hop farm. So it's it's going to be really interesting. And like I said, I'm really looking forward to people submitting ideas of what they want to make. Um, like, uh, I'm I'm doing one with Jason Saylor. Going to do his baby barley wine, um, and that's coming out really interesting. There's no hops in there either. All you no, get is a juicy good. grain flavor. Yeah. yeah uh, yeah, and then actually, um, I was I was drinking it with um, the sort of the prototype with uh, a friend, and they're like, "Oh my god, this tastes exactly like Jason's beer." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, that is the point." <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not we're not really making a different. It's not a. It's not that we want to make whiskey. We want to make beer whiskey, uh, which was interesting to talk about with the TTB. They were just like, "You can't say beer and whiskey." It's like, okay, then I won't. We're just going to call it malt whiskey because right. that's what it is. Right. <laughs> so what hasn't worked? Um, it's not so much what hasn't worked. It's almost like what isn't worth it. Um, so things like um, uh, pale ales that don't have a lot of malt character. Uh, I'm not like things like Wait, malt or hop. Uh, malt. Malt, okay. Malt, like pale ales that weren't done in a way that, that the malt character came forward. Like, I wouldn't want to do an American pale ale uh, again if, like, Robert Robert used a, a, he used a lot of malt in this. And uh, New York State malt doesn't tend to convert uh, as efficiently, as effectively. Uh, not anymore. Like, I've had some samples from Valley malt that were really nice. Uh, a New York craft malt. 
They were really nice. And um, but with this batch, like he put a lot of malt in that, so that that came forward a lot, and it was delicious. Um, and originally, I thought like sours, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be nasty. And then I realized that if I was actually able to separate out the the acidity from the rest of the flavors, then it's not a problem. I'm super excited to do more sours. Uh, also, Brett makes amazing beer. Yeah, yeah. Brett does. <laughs> and so other other yeast-forward beers have been successful, though? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that uh, Imperial Saison. Yeah. Um, that's going to be really interesting. Uh, you need to really be into beer to like something like this. This is what it's... This is, this is essentially... Uh, essentially is a good word. This is this is beer essentials, right? Um, and you know it's not going to be a, a cheap product because you're essentially got to stop saying essentially. That's right. It's the name of the show. <laughs> beer essentials. Uh, I, I mean, show, you're, you're, you're 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 talking about having you know twenty dollars worth of beer in a bottle, uh, just straight up. Yeah. So I mean, by mash bill, this might be the most expensive beer ever made. <laughs> You know, uh, there are some other beer whiskeys out there. There are, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, and I've had some hopped spirits. Oh yeah, it's hopped spirits. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, to, yeah, a friend of mine was like, "I just tried this hop whiskey, and it's just," uh, <laughs> um, and it's 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 interesting to talk to people about what they expected the hop whiskey to taste like, right. and they were not prepared for that. Uh, which has been really yeah, it's interesting. Very, to the ones I've about. had are completely different from anything that you've brought us. They can work, but they're more assertive and they're not balanced like this. This has yeah. the whole picture. Like each one of these is, was something whole before it even was distilled. Plus, these are incredibly to easy to drink. Like, yeah, that's, they're a little spooky like yeah. that. <laughs> a little spooky like that. Um, and also because I came from the the yeast background, of course, I'm all about you know the esters and and phenols created by the yeast, and that's what I wanted in my whiskey. Uh, that's why I can't wait to do like imperial smoked porters. I I, I did one last year. Uh, uh, Finback. I, uh, I did I did sorry I did two. I did I did a fin I did one from Finback and I did one from Other Half. Mm-hmm. I mean these were all these were single growler samples done up in a prototype. Um, but I was just blown away. It was it was uh, like forget Lafroig in terms of of that type of smokiness, that acrid sort of smokiness. This was like uh, well, that's a peat um, smokiness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when I say smokiness in a whiskey, that's generally yeah, where people go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this is more like like amazing pipe tobacco. Just the smell of the pipe tobacco, not even on fire, <laughs> but pipe tobacco, uh, and super luscious with the chocolatey notes. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting into those again. So and where are these on the market now? Um, so the other the other thing is the way that I, I plan on bringing these to market is going to be a little unusual. Um, you can only buy them at either uh, my distillery, uh, which is which is in Sunset Park, and uh, or at the brewery that made them. Okay. So cool. I, you're not going to find them in stores. Um, you're not really going to... There's only going to be about 15 bottles made per batch, uh, at least for the prototype. And that starts with, uh, just for, for us, how, with how much beer? Five so gallons. 15 five bottles gallons. for... Five gallons, gallons. roughly about 15 gallons. And the yeah. size of the bottles? Uh, 375. Gotcha. 375s. Um, it's, you, 
you'd be surprised how hard it is to find brown bottles in correct sizes for whiskey. Uh, everybody wants clear bottles, like ornate clear bottles. And I'm like, hey, do you have a brown bottle? And they're like, why would you want a brown bottle? It's like, because my contents are fragile. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, what are you, 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 you going to do? What cool. are you going to do? And you have, so let's talk about, so uh, you're located in Industry City. Uh, or, Sunset uh, Park. Not Sunset Park. Park. Yeah. But in the Industry City complex. Sunset Park. Sunset Park. Um, easily accessible from, what is that, the NNR train? Yeah, NRD. Uh, we're right on the water. It's great. That's also where our friends Ends Meet oh, yeah. is located. Yeah, love those guys. And Smorgasburg oh, gonna, on the weekend. Yeah, uh, Ends Meet's, uh, you know. A little bit. There's a ton of other yeah. There's, there's a, there, there's a so. lot of there's a lot of folks over in Sunset Park. The season yeah. of Meat Club ends soon. I'm sad. Yeah. Well, you know, they're good folks. <laughs> It'll be around yeah, again. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to just and this is just starting up. You, these aren't even like finalized labels, as you can tell. Right. Uh, I I do like them. Though. I mean, oh, I like you know. I know they have know. a good good vibe. They have a good vibe. Well, I mean, this is this is the one I'm working on right now. I'm looking forward to that. It looks uh, great on radio. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, a big part of, of the label was I want the brewer to be able to write notes. Uh, like, I want you to write whatever the heck you want. Uh, as per TTB regulations, right. Yes. Right. Yes. you cannot say brewer, beer, uh, or brewing. And, you know, okay. You know, you can say triple IPA all you want. You cannot say beer, beer which is hilarious. But, but you're allowed to say ale. Uh, no, no, no I, ale. I, okay. Like you're gonna have to like. Yeah. <laughs> Barley-based beverage. Yeah, yeah like barley-based beverage. Ale? Yeah, no. yeah. It's you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not. It, I had a very nice conversation with with the TTB. They they sort of straightened it all out for me. I get it. I get it. So yeah. So where can people find find out more? You have a Facebook page, yeah. Arcane Distilling. Uh, so yeah, it's Arcane Distilling and ArcaneDistilling dot com, uh, and you can find me uh, on Instagram at Arcane underscore NYC. Uh, and really, the Instagram is probably the if you want to see what's going on, that's the way. I I sort of have a no holds barred approach. Like there's pictures of all the machinery. There's no secrets. Uh, you'll 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 see how small the operation is. It's 280 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually it might be smaller than that, but it's small. Uh, and you'll see you know what in, what went into it. There's you know the building of this and the creation of that. Uh, and if you have any questions, you know you could just toss me a line, Dave at ArcaneDistilling.com. Cool, fantastic. Awesome. And um, when can we start uh, purchasing your product? Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping, again, because it's such limited quantity, and um, I'm still waiting for the beers to finish. Uh, I just started the Lone Wolf program, and uh, it's you have to give a whiskey a name in, you know, to sell it. So I asked, a, we did a poll. You remember yes. the poll yep. we did there back There were multiple polls. <laughs> there were multiple polls, and, and the winner was Lone Wolf. So, uh, so hopefully Lone Wolf will be for sale I think actually Jason's beer might be the first for sale. Awesome. So like in a uh, month, maybe a month or so. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, awesome. And um, you know the the only place to see it sort of is uh, coming to our pre-launch in, on uh, February twenty fifth. And where can we get tickets to that again? <laughs> you can get it on uh, if you go to Arcane Distilling, uh, the Facebook page for Arcane Distilling. There's a link there. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for hey. being on. Guest number one sharing these delightful beverages. <laughs> <laughs> so next week I'm going to be out of town, but Rachel and Chris will be co-hosting with Cheryl Passwater, That's and you right. guys are going to talk about all kinds of winter ferments. Winter ferments. I might call in for a little bit. I'm going to be at a, in Orlando at work. It will Maybe be we'll at work meeting by then. The line will yes. suspiciously be busy. Hey, it was flurring today. <laughs> yeah, fleeting. It was sideways. And thank you, Liz Smith. Thank you, Heritage Radio Network. And thanks to all of you for listening. For men about it. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.